Directly free bird. Is that a you're bogo deal right, I right. missed? You're saying it right? <laughs> uh, Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast. Baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Welcome. To the Mount Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch people talk, debate, and argue over their favorite top four, uh, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by either watching us live, because we're live on the Facebook and the YouTube, or looking at your listening device if you're one of the many that listen to us rather than watch us. Uh, is, we are uh, attractive people. I don't know why they don't watch us, too. Like, we all hot. Uh, we are doing the Mount Geek more of cult movie classics or cult movies, I guess, cult films. There's a cult. bunch of different uh, ways yeah. of saying it. Uh, I am Nary Science. With me as usual is David. With a face made for podcasting. <laughs> and Missy. Hi. And today we got Mike Mercadol. I'm uh, Dizzle, if you will. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to get. I don't want to stop you from getting your coins, dog. Merkalicious death. Merkalicious death. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about uh, coat movies. Uh, I'm coat working movies. on some new nicknames. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. Get your coin, homie. Um, <laughs> What's happening? I, so this is a. I don't know, and I don't this, like it. This is a topic that uh, is dear to a lot of our hearts on the panel, uh, even though th the definition of a cult movie is very wiggly. It allows for a lot of wiggle room. I was going to say yeah. wigglicious, and I was like, mm, that sounds weird. Good <laughs> uh, well, thing you didn't say that. <laughs> Mike, can you read the description of a cult film, please? The definition. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Can you read it as Bigfoot? Sight gags. Another reason you should be watching us. Hilarious. On video on the Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, have, I pulled my contacts out and uh, I always forget that I'm going to have to probably read shit. Uh, a cult film or cult. with me? You got that right. You're the yeah, one know, yeah. reading shit. A uh, cult movie. Uh, also commonly referred to as a cult classic is a film that has acquired a cult following. You can't use the the thing in the definition of the thing uh cult films are known for their dedicated passionate fan base which forms an elaborate subculture members of which engage in repeated viewings dialogue quoting and audience participation inclusive definitions allow for major studio productions especially box office bombs while exclusive definitions focus more on obscure transgressive films shunned by the mainstream the difficulty in defining the term and subjectivity of what qualifies as a cult film mirror classificatory uh, disputes about art the term cult film itself was first used in 1970s to describe the culture that surrounded underground films and midnight movies, though cult was in common use in film analysis for decades prior to that. All right. So that, so that means they don't even know. They don't know. Yeah, they don't even know. This is literally the definition is literally giving us like two ways. Like there's two ways of seeing this. Like a cult, a cult movie is a movie that has a, a big following. 
that uh, it could have been a, a studio film that bombed. Uh, or if you want to be a pretentious prick, you it has to be <laughs> a movie that was like independently made a black and white in in a different language. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, so uh, we're just going to cover all the bases. All, well, we should just to be have an open mind. <laughs> so this is going to be hard to get the perfect mountain. No, the, uh, no, no, I don't, I'm, I'll, there's no there's way to be any repeats. I mean, there might be a couple of repeats. Who knows? There was no way. Because this is so subjective. We should probably go around and talk about how we built our mouth. That's the next step. So, um, <laughs> I watched David, the show. I'm on the show. I know the show. All right, let's <laughs> and I've done 155 other episodes of this. Uh, David, how did you come up with your mountain? Uh, so I I kind of took more of the exclusive definition here um, in discussing this. Neri brought up a really good point, which is that time plays a, a major factor in this, and that something that was once fairly obscure uh, with time, and especially in the internet age that we're living in, uh, is something that has approached mainstream uh even if it isn't quite exactly mainstream so you won't find any of the um like the court right the royal court like the king what i consider the the king of all uh cult classics right rocky horror picture show is not going to be on my list because I, I i think that it's it's such a it's such a part of the pop culture zeitgeist that for my definition of a cult classic, even though this is definitely a cult film and it falls into that, um, I wanted to go with something that was more obscure where un unless you are like really into movies or, or really into that genre, um, you, you probably wouldn't know it. So real quick, uh, uh, just to let you know, I, I, that's a, a great description of how you came up i just wanted to make sure you know the topic is not coach classics it's cult films or cult mm -hmm. movies i, I specifically hey, he's got word, his mountain no no but i specifically left the word classic out because they're the classic it, by definition the word classic means older so right I, right well, yeah, but the definition that we read they were interchangeable i i right, didn't take right. the approach that it had to be uh an older movie uh it was just something that has is is a not very, you know, it's it's pretty obscure. We'll, we'll just leave it that way. You know, okay. the, the the more obscure cult classics. Okay. Uh, Missy? I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> no. I did not do that. Get out um, of town. David is being super specific with his list. <laughs> no. So I gave myself, um, because the, the term cult classics, uh, movie cult classic is so broad. I uh, did some research on the Google machines and there was a, a, such a myriad of choices m list people that I've put together. Wikipedia has like a A through Z list um, on there. Um, I went through stuff that um, I still has a following to this day. It doesn't matter how long it's been. Um, I don't care if it did well in the box office. I don't even care if you think it's a good movie. Um, these are movies that like, I know for a fact that if I mention it, uh, 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 like somebody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. And the only thing that I did veer away from was from stuff that like, didn't feel very <laughs> culty. Like one of the lists had like avatar on there and I just, I don't buy it. Like if you have like a part of Disney, uh, uh Disney park dedicated to you, like, I don't think that you're a cult. 
I mean, it also held the title for the highest grossing movie of all yeah. time for for over a decade. But yeah. even yeah, Before but Avengers cheated. Ten who? Tell Avengers cheated. Oh, so that kind of those kind of big big time like every. I stayed away from those. And it, as it turns out that the circle of cult films that I picked and my favorite films, um, like the Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be a very missy mountain, even though it's like, fuck, I want to be cool, but I can't. I just have to be honest. Oh, I know which one was on your list. <laughs> uh, Mike, you don't know me. No, I. It's, so it's going to similar to what Missy said. These are movies that. Uh, for well, first of all, my interpretation of a cult classic is one that was underground until it wasn't, or you know what I mean, like that. That even if it was a big studio film, didn't do like they had to have not been widely known. Like one of those movies that came out, like that I've I've either had to tell people about or turn people onto, or something that I've made a friendship over. Where it's been like, oh, you know about this? Oh, this is, you know, like stuff like that, where I've bonded with people over this movie and it had to do with quotability, like, like Mm -hmm. being able to like say lines from the movie that, that like, where like I could watch it a million times and still enjoy it. It had to be something that, that, that. Um, when I think, because cult involves a group of people when I think about it. So it had mm-hmm. to have been like a movie that I share with at least one other person as like, at, like almost like an inside joke. Like a joke. bonding agent? Yeah. Almost like an inside joke of like, if you quote it, and then if you if someone joins in, now they're part of the cult. You know what I mean? Like that kind of vibe. So, so Mike has Howard the Duck on his list. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I... <laughs> I, I'm gonna go on record. I fucking hate Howard. I do not it like it. Howard the Duck. No it sucks. I'm with you on this one. Look, yeah. we're bonding over that movie already. Yeah. <laughs> but in the reverse, <laughs> in your list, <laughs> so to like shit on it. The anti mountain. We're it's in like the ninety percent of all people. <laughs> the anti mountain. God, that it was. Uh, uh, oof, there was there was like a duck molestation. It was a weird. That's a yes. There were duck tits in it. Um, yeah, that part I'm fine with. But the other thing was weird. Um, I went with uh, so the way I decided to go with is there's movies that I there are movies that are considered cult movies uh, that I like more than the ones that are on my list. But the ones that I went with are the ones. And this is just my easy way of being like, this is the easiest way for me to do this is how many times do I see people in these costumes of these movies like cosplaying and go, oh. I know where you're from. I get that. I, you know what I mean? Like, this is not where it's not yeah. inside baseball. All right. So I like that. So when I see uh, people dressing up as certain movies and you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I did that for all of them, except for my number one. And we'll talk about that when we get there, but my number one, there are still people cosplaying as it, but it's not, because of the the mm. exclusive exclusivity of it, um, so it's it's uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty bonkers. Uh, so there are movies that are better on than than the ones on my list. I'm not. Yeah, this is not about how good the movie is. Oh, no. at all. Yeah. That's another I got some conversation. Real stinkers. I also have more honorable mentions on this mountain than I have ever. Like it was a hard. I'm gonna be honest. With you, it was a hard yeah. mountain. I have a ton of. 
very difficult. Every time I was like, okay, I have enough. I'm like, oh, I forgot this. Shut yeah. up. It was, it was, this is a true mountain. Bar. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> I also, that was, uh, I also that tried was to say we... Go Sorry. ahead, <laughs> No, you, you first. You started first. Did I? I yes. Okay. Uh, well, that, that was part of the reason why I ended up taking off uh, those more popular, like where is it really a cult anymore or is it where like just the majority of people like princess bride is one of those and don't say anything if it's on your list but princess bride is one of those movies that continually pops up on like the best cult classics list and like you're hard pressed Mm -hmm. to find someone who either hasn't seen princess bride or at the very least doesn't know about princess it would be inconceivable yes it would love that movie the first time i saw it was like um in movie theaters a couple years ago when they ran it it was so nice love it that's believe that movie cost 16 million dollars to make yes kind of but for me if I could, if I had like a billion dollars, sixteen million. But I think for location, maybe don't you have to pay for location for using locations? Maybe that's where I the get, budget went. Who knows? I went well, to pay for Andre the Giant's beer. You're making mm-hmm. a million is a lot, and you think that that's where the money went. I'm trying to figure out why did it wasn't it more expensive to make sixteen? Like there's a lot of things going on in that movie. I'll tell you what. It's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on in that fucking yeah. movie. You yeah. know, uh, Billy Crystal's in that movie, so it's not. And he was already Billy Crystal. It wasn't yeah. like oh, a young Billy, an unknown Billy. No, no, <laughs> fucking Billy Crystal. There was so, a murderer's row of people. That's in what that. I'm saying. So yeah. I'm like, well, how is it only 16 million? That feels like. Oh, I'm sorry. The only thing I don't like about Princess Bride is the soundtrack. It was too fakey sounding. It was like synthesizery. It was like all synths. Yeah. Fake, fake horns and stuff. Like that's one of those things. Like one of those weirdo billionaire projects. If I ever like made a million bajillion dollars, like I would genuinely redo the soundtrack to the Princess Bride, just as like a hobby scored. project. I seem to remember it being scored by someone big. Yeah, Mark Knopfler from uh, Dire Straits. That's it. Yeah, so you know yeah. what it is? Is that they probably didn't have the budget no, to it was just get the, like it, a full it was orchestra. The 80s, dude, it was the eighties. That's like that was mm. what was in at that time, and then like synthesizers yeah. are in, and we're gonna fucking do synthesizers. I don't. I wonder. I wonder if it would change. Never mind. That's not what this episode you know, is yeah. about. What are we talking about? about? You know what makes me laugh? Mike is like fucking dumbass billionaires. You have a billion dollars. Why don't you fucking get <laughs> clean the water for Flint? Also, if I get a billion dollars, I'm making the fucking contract. <laughs> hey man, one for them, one for me. I save, I save one city. I I rescore a film. I feed a bunch. I house a bunch oh, of homeless there people. They come up with a space shuttle that looks like a dick. Also, if we could get this movie from the eighties, master the fucking. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get it going. Um, oh shit, I forgot about this already. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. I What's, what are you doing? Uh, I forgot to put the uh, the sound cues in the in the the thing we're doing. You know, well, it, would, it wouldn't be very geek more if there wasn't something that went wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if this is what you consider wrong, but it's definitely not right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's right, and then there's this. Uh, Did you guys come across uh, while he's doing that uh, Tarantino a lot in your research? Yeah, no. I did, oh, and I, two I, Yeah, yeah. I I can understand why because there's definitely like the cult of Tarantino, but I, I, I think can definitely understand the first one. I, uh, to be honest, I I don't know if anybody has it, but if you have Reservoir Dogs, I get that because yeah. mm-hmm. nobody knew about Reservoir Dogs when it came out. 
Like that was right. It, that's uh, like the he's credited with starting the like kind of indie film boom of the nineties when he was making like true romance and shit like that. Like when he was writing yeah, all these yeah, movies yeah. and then made his own independent shit. But it was he fits into that subversive cinema the great area. category yeah. rather than like a big budget you know studio reducing you know releasing a stinker. And then, yeah, no, bro, he doesn't have an Academy Award. He's not really that great. Mm. Uh, let's go with, <laughs> Hot uh, take. Let's get to our number fours. With the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crap. Let's get it on. Right, David. Hit me with your number four. <laughs> All right. So uh, my number four is uh, going to be the often overlooked film in two cult personalities catalogs. Uh, so uh, one is going to be the, uh, the amazing Bruce Campbell. Uh, and the other is going to be another cult classic director uh, by the name of Don Coscarelli, who did uh, the amazing Beastmaster movie. But this isn't Beastmaster. It's Bubba Hotep. Oh. Anyone here seen Bubba Hotep? No. Okay. So <laughs> the daviest of. Da- oh no! Oh, we oh, lost. We lost Mike. Oh no, he's oh, back. Yeah, Wait, what do you mean you lost me? You froze. We, we froze lost for a second. second. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't yeah. even notice. You said the daviest of. No, yeah, it was the Dave, the the Davidist pick of Bubba oh, Hotep, yeah. <laughs> one that no one else has seen. I've heard of it. I love Bruce Campbell. I've heard of it, but uh, yeah, Bubba Hotep is one of those where, like, if you know of Bruce Campbell and uh, like you're at least somewhat in the horror and comedy horror scene, you'll have at least heard of this movie. Um, Bubba Hotep. Uh, the basic premise is that. Uh, Bruce Campbell plays Elvis Presley in the 90s, um, who uh, did not, in fact, die in the 70s. He tr- like swapped places with a uh, with a really good Elvis Presley impersonator. And he landed himself in a uh, uh, like an assisted living facility. And with the help of a. um a black man who believes that he is John F. Kennedy. And um, they try to save the people in the assisted living facility from an ancient mummy who is sucking the souls out of the elderly through their asshole. Uh, it, is yeah. this a comedy? It's, it's, a, it's a comedy horror God, film. I hope so. It's, yeah, no, oh, it's, I hope it's, so. It's really, it's really funny. It's really quirky, um, and uh, there are some like you know pretty good you know um, suspenseful parts because it, it it is you know somewhat horror. It's definitely more comedy than horror, but uh, but you get Bruce Campbell's amazingness in this movie. Like he's he's a guy where if you've if you've ever seen him in anything, like he's he just chews up all the scenery. Like he is that guy in that movie. He's a scene stealer. Uh and the guy that plays John F. Kennedy is so convincing. Ozzy Davis, yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's 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 fucking awesome as uh as John F. Kennedy. And uh, the the back and forth between both of them, they're not supposed to be alive, either of them. And yet they both kind of accept 
that um, they are who they say they are because it benefits them in this fight against this uh, this mummy. So um, it's a really weird movie that you kind of have to like see t- <laughs> to to understand, which I'm sure is going to be the case for a lot of these these cult hits. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be hard to explain why some of these. <laughs> We lost you again, but I'm you watch assume... this guy sleep for six hours. It's the best movie I've ever seen. You know, it's like what? Okay, I'm sure the yeah, it's... Good, but you froze. <laughs> oh, did I freeze again? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but from what I get from the beginning and the end of what you were uh, saying, it's got to be me. Uh, it it sounds uh, it sounds like you're right on point. So uh, so yeah, my number four is Bubba Hotep. What year was this movie? This was like early '90s. I want to say like '92 or '93. 2002 baby was it okay 2002 mm. that i because I, I looked it up the second you said it i was like why haven't i seen this movie and i, I was looking at it i was like this came out in 2002 yeah post 9 11 let's see actually uh released a september 19th 2003 why am i getting a different release date oh i don't know i have 2000 maybe i guess it's the start of production in 2000 shot in 2002 wikipedia has it as a 2002 Comedy or uh, release. Um, all right, that's fine. We yeah, get, yeah, that, yeah, we, we get it. We get the pick. Early 2000s. Uh, all right, we get the pick. Uh, I, was, I was off by 10 years. Missed it by that much. Uh, Missy, what do you got for your number four? Okay, I'm really torn, and I'm just I'm just going to close movie my that anybody eyes. Anybody else has heard of, and you're already on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,. Okay, I'm going to keep it honest. Uh, my number four is Twilight. Now, listen. Let me explain before you start shooting. What? Yeah. Listen, Twilight is going through a renaissance right now, and it's just... <laughs> no! Like, can I get... How is Twilight called? Go. I'm sorry. Go, because ev- because nobody has ever mentioned this movie and gone, yeah, that's a great movie. Like, it's just... And you have to have been a fan of this movie when it was... Everybody went apeshit for it, like, the whole franchise 10, 12 years ago. I don't know. To understand why it has a cult fo- fo- uh, following. This is something that uh, I... So I was at Dave's house on Saturday and uh, it was a girl's night and we put on Twilight and he at, at some point was like, why do you like this movie? And I'm like, cause it's fun. He's like, why do you like this movie? No, and no, I'm like, I didn't ask again. I, didn't I know. Ask I know. Again. I'm just, I'm, it was, it was, it was sufficient. I was, you know, dra- that, I was like dramatizing. Horrible movie. Yes. It's an awful movie. I've never yeah. said that it's a good movie. Uh, but I think what I love, why I would put this as my number four, because again, this is, these are movies that n- are not just considered cult classic cult films, but also, um, like that has a very concentrated, uh, um, has a very concentrated following so like you either like it or you don't and this definitely f- checks that box off for me it's just a really like it's remin it's just reminiscent of a really cool time in my life it's the first thing that i i made friends over this and like th- this many years later i, I still uh, it's a bonding thing nobody watches these movies and goes man this is great film nobody but for the time it was a pop culture moment it was whether you liked it or you didn't it was a pop culture moment and um yeah no you're well, right you sold me you genuinely like you so, nailed it that's Inclusive my number four. subcultures, elaborate subcultures, yeah. members engage in repeated viewings. Yeah. 
I mean, it checks the boxes. Uh, it, it, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't, I, I'm I, wrong. I don't, I would never be like, like with my little cousins, there's like certain movies that I'll be like, oh, you should watch this movie. I will never <laughs> in my life be like, this is something you should watch. Like never. So this is strictly just something that is, has like that little, and it's picked up because then this last month it's trending, it's streaming on Netflix and it actually gets mm. off the top 10 for like two weeks. Um, So it's just a really fun time to have been an original uh twilight fan and now it's going through a little renaissance so that's that's my number four it's it's odd because like these movies did really well at the box yeah. office. <laughs> they and, and they're um, really and, bad and they, and they and they made you know the whole entire story in fact they milked it for even one more movie but um i i think you're right in that like it's got such a rabid fan base <laughs> Um, like it, it reminds me of Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter, I mean, not uh, Harry Potter. It's the actually, antithesis of that one. <laughs> Harry Potter is actually good. Yes, but um, in that there's such a <laughs> rabid fan base for Harry Potter yeah. um, that you know it, it kind of like approaches that quote that that cult quality that some of these movies enjoy. Um, and when I, they came out, remember, Dave used to go to the premiere with us. Remember when it was like Beetle yeah. fucking mania when we were waiting in line to get into the to the opening night? Like it was a, it was a pop culture moment for sure. And I, I wore Stephanie's team Edward uh, shirt to uh, to one of those. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So that's my number four. I mean, sold. I look, you turn you turn me around. I, yeah, you get you're right. It's a cult film, I guess. Um. There's not yeah. like an encyclopedia. That's why it's yeah. like so subjective that I just I That's just threw true. in what I watched. Um, my number four, I went with Nacho Libre. Nacho nice. Libre. Okay. That is a infinitely quotable movie that I've had entire friendships built around at work. Like when I used to work in the ER, built around just like doing the Encarnacio, <laughs> you know, like we just make noises at each other, and everybody's in like who's in is in that that little group and also like it, it it is one of those movies that it's hard to explain why it's like so engaging i'm not gonna say good like engaging like you watch it it's so silly it's so <laughs> odd it's it's like the filmmaker who makes it is all who made it is also a weirdo and like the goal is to kind of present this kind of like off axis you know kind of view of life this you know it's just like a simple little story this guy this you know monk priest who's like obsessed with wrestling and that's it you know like yep. and go <laughs> and then it's jack black being his jack blackest you know like he's it's just one of those movies that i've like perfect strangers at parties that i've been introduced to and we talk we would just start talking about stuff by the end of the night we're like the best of friends quoting nacho yeah. libre to each other because it's super Don't you love that that's great yeah perfect strangers that's a good one perfect strangers <laughs> <laughs> If you what, that, say, get out of the city Casalari, and somebody laughs, you go, oh, we're friends. That's Don't the one. be ridiculous. But have you three seen that movie? Nacho Libre? Libre? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a dumb question, my bad. Nope. Well, I'm sure. Oh, you I, haven't? I don't think. I, Neri I doesn't saw, like it. I didn't. I saw bits and pieces of it. I think I started like seeing like the first 15, 20 minutes of it, and I was like, this sucks, and I turned it off. 
I also don't like Rushmore. I also don't like there's there's like those artsy fucking movies that uh, Wes Anderson uh, mm-hmm. makes, and I just can't stand. And I just Nacho Libro to me, at least for the first 15, 20 minutes, I can't talk about the whole movie. But the parts that I saw were <laughs> that, were that kind of movie. But they had a white guy playing a Hispanic role. And I'm like, oh, good. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't a fan. Uh, but it was only the first 15 minutes. I can't say I'm sure I can't. You know what I mean? I, I can't. When I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it says countries release United States and Mexico. <laughs> and scene. Why wouldn't it? What I don't get it. What, what's wrong with getting released in Mexico? It didn't go anywhere else. It didn't go. It didn't go anywhere else. No, I actually don't know that Jack Black has like international appeal, brother. Well, if you're if you're doing a movie about uh about uh, uh wrestling, a lucha libre, like a Hispanic Mexican fucking uh, you could release that in Nicaragua, and it sh- you should be able to release that in Nicaragua and Costa Rica and be fine. Well, that that's it. the. That's, that's the element of cult that I think it fits into. Yeah, that the budget for that movie must have been like it was like for as because there's a difference between the budget to make a movie, then they got to sell it to distributors, and movies. you know what I mean. They have to distribute the movie, so like the independent nature of this movie, yeah, it made it, it like so that you couldn't really get a wide release until like because a lot of that's the thing about cult movies in terms of my definition of it is that the movies that find their audience later. So like the like DVD sales is huge for like yeah. a cult status movie, especially movies that like bomb in the theaters and then but everybody knows them like like they become these kind of cultural yeah. little pockets and they find their audience through home video or DVD or, or streaming or whatever you know that's well, th- a, that's this movie you know, I, was, I mean, was this that. one I, I don't I don't know that this one falls in that category because the the budget was thirty five million so it had it bombed. It had a f- fairly decent budget it ended up making 99.3 million in the box office uh right and it it premiered at number two but a lot of that was behind Jack Black behind cars over and over and yeah over. no 100 <laughs> percent <it's- laughs> uh, uh, but that's that's one of the things that in in the in the description the like definition is like a bomb that then reclaims itself later, you know? So like uh, if, you know, like if it movie makes its money back, that's considered like a success, bare minimum success, yeah. you know, so yeah. m- mentioned that it was released only in the U S and Mexico. Uh, so it's, I just said that it's total box office was uh, 99.3 uh, <laughs> million. Scared. Right. It's, it's the, it's domestic. So it's U S box office was 80 million. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah. it made less than 20 <laughs> in Mexico. People were like, this this fucking gringos playing yeah. playing one of us uh yeah they I, they talked about was... it well they <laughs> they always they addressed it as that he's not mexican he's swedish and something else because his par- his parents were missionaries and that's why it was like okay for him to be this character because he what they were like talking about how they were missionaries and then that's how they explained it away <laughs> and that's it and that's all you need is just one errant comment and everybody accepted it and we all moved on that's the mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um okay i don't mm, mm, uh not your <laughs> this, uh, this round has been so painful <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait for nary's masterpiece of a pick to shit on uh, <laughs> my number four is the least recognizable movie on my list 
yet it still has yet it's still a cult movie actually yeah it's still a cult movie by any stretch of the imagination and my number four is the third of a trilogy that's not really a trilogy oh god oh, okay. the domination i love this movie so much <laughs> That's that's definitely a cult classic. Ninja Three: The Domination, a movie that I want was one of the original. If you listen to the What's Up Bro podcast, which we have over three hundred episodes of, and going and counting, uh, it was one of the original when we Mike and I first started that podcast ten years ago. We had this segment called Old School Pick, where we would recommend obscure old school movies that maybe something the other hadn't heard about, and. Uh, I made and I suggested uh, Ninja Three: The Domination to Mike, and he's never forgiven me after. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know what? Do you remember the story? Like you had mentioned that movie, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Mm -hmm. And then, which proves how much of a cult movie. Yeah. And then I watched it, and I remembered that I had seen it Mm -hmm. in in those like shitty cable channel movies you know like it it was one of those like i don't remember where i had seen it but it was like the ghost of a ninja in a woman and i remember it's just so good yeah it's so wild and i remember having had seen it as a yeah it's it's just this weirdo movie and then as like i just hadn't didn't remember the name and you would try to describe it to me like what the fuck are you talking about but then as i'm watching it I'm like, holy shit, I remember. I had very clear visual memories of like certain scenes of 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 my, that my train favorite, wreck. My favorite review, my favorite line of review from Mike about the movie, aside from the fact that he hated the music. Yes. Uh, uh, another movie that's full of synthesizer uh, <laughs> so yeah, much billion dollars. First, we do uh, the Princess Bride, and then this one. Uh, but w- my favorite line of review from Mike when he made when he saw the movie was, "There's a ninja running uh, <laughs> off a golf course in broad daylight. <laughs> There's ninjas are supposed to be stealthy. not seen, stealthy." It's in broad daylight. <laughs> My response and defense to this was, uh, but he was wearing green. <laughs> and the golf course is green. So he wasn't in black. He was in green. How so, many? Well, that's, that is a trend in that series. And I know you love to say that it's not a, a, a real trilogy. Uh, yeah, although, I think it's, I mean, it, was, it was one of those trilogies where they, at the end, they go, oh, yeah, fuck it. Let's put, let's make it an anthology series. It, was the I, daughter I, of someone? It, it, no, no, I mean, it, no, it, no, no, no. They're not connected. It's, so the, it, they're, they're not connected in story. But uh, it was the same production team. They had the same, um, the star um, or one of the stars of the first one carries over into the second and the third, although he plays different characters. But they called called the second one Revenge of the Ninja. And the third one is Ninja 3, the domination. Um, uh, But this is a canon studios film yeah you know, and that's uh, what it is film series. basically it was literally like if you watch if you watch the document there's two documentaries on canon films and if you watch them they'll tell you the same thing if you watch both of them both of them will say the same thing it's ninja movies were super cheap to make super mm-hmm. popular and made a fucking boatload of money they, so they, they got, just kept pumping these out it wasn't like oh they didn't sit there and be like okay let's think of an overarching connecting no, no, line. No. they didn't give a fuck they were just like we have this asian guy <laughs> I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. We yeah. have this aging guy. He's a really good martial artist. 
Um, he was good in this ninja movie. Let's put and him he in was, another yeah, ninja he movie. Was, he was big in, uh, he was big in, um, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. And they were uh, like, and then they were yeah. like, we have him, we have the rights, we have him under contract. The first one made a boatload of money. Let's make another ninja movie. And then they, that's why- they got a they got a legit movie star to do that first one. Franco Nero, who is a gigantic uh Italian actor. Uh this is the guy who was the original Django. Right. Yeah, when you think of ninjas, you think of Italians. Well, the guy was also a fairly accomplished martial artist. Uh, so but what I was going to say is that whole like weird colors to the ninja costumes starts all the way back in that first one, because mm-hmm. they have walking like as as Franco Nero is running through the jungle. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, in his white ninja yep, outfit, yep, yep. which there by the are... way, was my Halloween costume as a kid four years in a row. White <laughs> ninja costume. There I'm gonna need to see red pictures. Ninjas. Red ninja yes, red in, ninja. In, in a jungle. So that green ninja outfit would have worked really well in the jungle. <laughs> Fuck that. Now we're gonna we're gonna go red. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, if we're gonna if, if they were making a historically accurate ninja film, I get I get understand that. <laughs> they're making an action film where they want. Uh, it easy for the audience to see exactly where the ninja is. It makes fucking perfect sense to me, to be honest with you. I know it doesn't make sense in the ninja world, but in the movie making world, they're fucking red and there's white. They're going out. Yeah, it makes sense. That seems like the lighting guy was. Uh, oh shit! Was, you know, I'm reading. I'm sorry. Lazy. I'm reading the trivia. I'm reading some of the trivia here on IMDb. This was the first film of a five picture deal with Lucinda Dickey, the the lady in it, the star, uh, yeah. who she drinks the V8. She's the one wanted, that drinks. Yeah. They wanted to make her a star very badly. The other films in the deal included Breakin', yep. Breakin' Two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Breakin' Three, which was which was planned but fell apart, King Solomon's Mines and its sequel, Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. The I latter have, three films those, didn't those happen for her because she felt both she and Canon Films totally tried, were tired of each other at that point. Yeah, I I have I bought the forty dollar special edition Blu-ray. For this movie about uh, two years ago maybe and um there's all there's like internet there's interviews with her and she says that she goes to cons and this is what she gets recognized the most for it's not even breaking or breaking two which were by any stretch much bigger yeah. popular, much, much bigger, bigger hits film. yeah but th- she was like this is what i get asked about this all the time she signs she says that she signs a uh, cans of v8 all the time it's like <laughs> mm, i used to have, have a shirt this- I used to have a shirt of her drinking the V8. This is uh Neri introduced me to this little gem. Sam and Furstenberg came up with the idea for the V8 juice in the love scene. It's so great. Listen, I that's the hero you owe your letters. I love this to. movie unironically. I think this movie no, is fantastic. I, great. Uh and um if you're interested in ever watching it, uh episode two forty two has it's the an episode me and Neri did where we watched it and just did live commentary as we did. Oh, yeah. And it was my first time watching it, so it's my live reaction. And then I loved it so much and I couldn't shut up about it so much that for my birthday, Neri got me a Blu-ray of it and it lives here. <laughs> and I'm so I love it so much. It's a great movie. It, I wish I had it in digital format and I wish they had it because you I have the DVD of it. I have the VHS, the DVD, and the Blu-ray. That was gonna be my next question. Like, how and many the, different ways have you bought it, Neri? And the Blu-ray, there is a distinct difference between in the quality. Like there is a it's not just like oh we threw it onto another format. It 
is a very, very big difference in quality. So just going to point that out there. <coughs> I, I hope they come up with the digital. Well, it was, it was put out by um, Screen Factory. Screen Factory. Right? And they yeah. they're, they do only good stuff. Yeah. They, they don't fuck around. All right. Uh, so our number fours were uh, 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 Bubba Hotep, Twilight, Nacho Libre, and Ninja 3, The Domination. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right. David, what's your number three, man? Uh, my number three might be uh, the more obscure than the first. Uh, one. No, no, no. I don't think there's anything <laughs> more. I don't think there's anything more obscure. Um so uh, one of them might be more obscure. <laughs> uh, this this one has a like a really Hollywood director attached to it, uh, which is Walter Hill of Forty Eight Hours fame, um, and it's got some legitimate stars here: Diane Lane, Michael Pare, uh, Willem Dafoe, Rick Moranis. A lot of these guys, like just as they're starting to break, right? This is uh, this is nineteen eighty four. And it's a movie called Streets of Fire. Anyone seen this? I've heard of it. No. But I've so, not seen it. Uh, Streets of Fire is uh, like the, the very first thing that you see is, you know, it says this is a rock and roll fantasy. Um, or, or I'm sorry, a rock and roll fairy tale. So this this guy played by Michael Pare comes strolling back into his old town, uh, like his old hometown. And uh, his old love interest, played by Diane Lane, has been kidnapped by a biker gang led by Willem Dafoe. And her manager, who's played by Rick Moranis. I have seen this movie. Yeah. I it was on it was like on on TV. This is like three or four years ago when I still had cable, uh, and it was just randomly playing. And I just started watching it, but I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. And I started watching because I saw everybody in the movie that I knew. But I'm like, well, I've mm-hmm. never didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Movie. The movie has this weird like retro fifties look to it. <laughs> yes, yes. There was like While- a future and like yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it still manages to be very 80s at the same time uh it's also a a a, like a a pseudo musical so like none of the characters are actually like singing songs it's not like west side story where they're like singing to each other and progressing the plot that way but music plays an integral role in the film this is like, it, it felt like a music video. It felt like very music yeah. video-esque. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got that quality to it. And all of the music in it, uh, like the, the musical numbers, not, not the score, but the musical numbers, uh, were written by Jim Steinman, who uh, very famously is the, the guy who wrote all of Meatloaf's music. So if if you're a fan of that sort of like rock opera style music, if you're a fan of awesomeness, yeah, Yeah. essentially, Mm -hmm. um, you'll you'll love the music. the The movie is like it's weird when I describe it this way. It's kind of like a like a pseudo musical, uh, uh, almost like a like a neo noir because it's these guys that you know go on this journey to kind of like save this girl who's been kidnapped and but somehow all of it comes together to just 
work. And the the action scenes are really great. The dialogue is so so good in this movie, and it's it, it's weird because it's it's kind of like retro and throwbacky a little bit, but also manages to feel like new and fresh. It's 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 a it's almost like a dream world where this is the kind of place that would exist only in in like a like a fever dream where like someone in your house just happened to be playing meatloaf in the background while you were having a, a, a dream. And, and so it kind of like seeped its way into your mind. It's fucking out of this world. The performances by these people are amazing. Willem Dafoe is fucking outstanding as the villain in this movie, Rick Moranis plays a dick. The only time in his career he ever managed to play like a dick and he does it really well. Can I read something from the, because as we were talking about these movies that I don't really know, I'm looking up the trivia and nobody IMDb. knows it. Like nobody, nobody knows, knows it. Them. Let me read <clears throat> this thing. Michael Pare, the, 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 the main guy, he had, he, he had problems with Rick Moranis. This is a quote from him. Rick Moranis drove me out of my mind. There's this whole wave of insult comedy in the real world. If someone insults you a couple of times, you could smack them or punch them. You can't do that on a movie set. And these comedians walk around and they can say whatever they want. I'm just not hand that handy with that. Comedians are a special breed. They can antagonize you and say whatever they want, and you can't do anything to stop them. Here's this weird-looking little guy who couldn't get laid in a whorehouse with a fistful of 50s. <laughs> <laughs> he would imitate me. The first thing he says to me is, do you just act cool or are you really cool? That was the first sentence out of his mouth to me in Joel Silver's office, and I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. But he was one of Joel's dear friends, and he ended up making a bunch of movies for Disney. I just wasn't that sharp. I wasn't ready for that kind of crap. I'm just imagining Rick Moranis just being like, fuck, you know, like... I would never in a million years... I have no idea. Rick Moranis as a quote insult comic. Not all in a million fucking years. I mean, I'm not gonna be. I'm. I'm not gonna be that guy and be like, well, I've. I've never seen any clip of Rick Moranis' stand up ever. I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine him being a fucking. Uh, He always plays such a nice guy. That's what makes me think that this guy's a sensitive asshole. His comedy is not. So like they're characters. Yeah, like I've seen, I've seen, I've seen uh, his uh, his Canadian SNL, whatever the fucking whatever yeah. his thing was. SCTV. Yeah, in so comic, I, like if you would have said Jim Belushi in so comic, I would have been like, I believe that. I can Maybe, see that. yeah. But, you know, but all right. So yeah. that that was uh, you you dropped another name that's really important in the action movie world, which is Joel Silver. Yeah. Um, like this this guy like pretty much invented eighties action. Um, and so, like, there's there's plenty of that in this movie. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it an action movie, but there are good action sequences. Um, a lot of a, a lot of them are more like chases than yeah. uh, than anything else. But uh, the movie is really it's it's cool. Like the movie bleeds cool, and and it's got this amazing soundtrack. Um, but does it bleed cool or does it like pretend to bleed cool? <laughs> yeah. um, does it act yeah. cool? Yeah, I, I I felt the same way that you felt about the way you described it, whether it's an action movie or not is the way I describe it if it's good or not. I'm like, I'm not going to say it's good, but it has good things in it. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely not something. It's definitely not something for everyone. Oh. Uh, the movie is. I mean, and, and that's something that a cult movie, I think, has right because it, it, it appeals to a specific group of people. Um, so I, I think this is definitely one of those movies that um, you should give a, a, a watch to because there is so much going for it. So okay. Streets of Fire, number three. All right. Uh, Missy. Okay. Um, so I'm, again, I'm keeping it honest. My number three is, uh, again, a movie I, I have to bring up. Uh, Twilight New Moon. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it would be funny if it was like every movie. All uh, the Twilights. Yeah, all the Twilight movies. No. Um, so my number three is a movie called Now and Then. Oh, I, know I this actually movie. like this. Oh, movie. okay, I know cool. This movie, yeah, I'm gonna survive. Okay, so this movie um, <laughs> uh, was uh, released in '95. It has a pretty, um, sorry, has a pretty um, decent uh, cast, and that's uh, an understatement. Yeah, I came. This, this movie's stacked. And um, of course, your in it too. I was just gonna <laughs> say that, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> um, so, um, so it came up in a couple of of um, lists that I came across. It's it is one of my uh, favorite slash comfort watches, and it's a great story about these four girlfriends coming back together after we assume a decade of not seeing each other and they're uh one of them is pregnant and about to um give birth and they're just reminiscing on their childhood and it just cuts back and forth between the the reunion and the story of this incredible summer that they had and um it's actually not like uh it it, it tackles a couple of of interesting um uh topics that as a 12 year old uh was like a, a a new thing for me to see in movies because i guess this was like maybe the first serious movie i'd seen after scarface i don't know um but uh <laughs> what a combo it was, it was a joke yeah. it was a joke <laughs> scarface was wow. when i was six not when i was 12 okay oh my god yeah, yeah. um so i and then this is a movie that <laughs> Uh, my friends know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then if I'm going to bring it up, it's, I know that I'm going into it uh, shooting in the dark because I don't know that that everyone's going to know what I'm talking about because I fully expected all three, three of you to be like, what? <laughs> um, so the fact I'll that I got two of you, you. You and I have talked about this movie. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like it. Oh, no, but that's that. But that's still <laughs> that's a separate conversation. You're right. You're right. You're right. I still wasn't going to be like, what are you talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so it's a great movie and a fun watch. Uh, this is one definitely that I would want to pass on, I would say, to um, a coming of age. It's a coming of age movie, but also good for the adults. So uh, Demi Moore, um, one of the scenes that uh, well, the whole movie is great. But one of the scenes that always like now, like one of those things where maybe it didn't age well is that in the opening sequence, you see Demi Moore driving her uh, rental up to the house and like the camera pans down and it's just an ashtray of cigarettes, just like 20 cigarettes. I'm like, oh, I can smell that. I can smell this scene, um, which would never, ever, ever make the light of day now unless we were doing like a old timey <laughs> movie. So um, yeah, I love this movie. It's a comfort watch. I was really excited when it was first available on digital, which wasn't until a couple of years ago. 
And um, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, nostalgia, fun. So that's my number three. And again, not, nobody knows. Either you know what I'm talking about or you don't. And uh, when I am going to bring it up and I and I haven't talked to you about it before, I know that I'm like shooting blind. <laughs> this was one that my sister watched uh, like nonstop. And, and so it was always on at my house. And, and I actually grew to to appreciate it. Uh, yeah, brainwashing I mean, was, will do that too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was on, you know. So I, I'm I'm sure that she likes you know Raiders of the Lost Ark and Terminator the same, and grew to like them in the same way that she does. Man, she does. No, we, we talked she's about got, it. She's got good taste. <laughs> yeah, so. Rosie O'Donnell, uh, who plays one of the characters, Roberta was supposed to be the character of Roberta was supposed to be a lesbian, but the film was later re-edited and she was made straight. The yeah. line Roberta lives in sin with her boyfriend was dubbed in later at the last minute. Mm. Seven years after this movie was released, O'Donnell came out in, uh, as a lesbian in real life. Like, I wonder if she was, had a problem with that, with that edit. She probably did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine she did. Um, but but I've seen this movie. I, I remember enjoying it, but it's not what you're right. It's not one of those movies that comes up often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If, if it's you know probably it, you the know most it. obscure um pick that i have on my mountain oh, well I, i'm glad you clarified and said on your mountain because i was like <laughs> me, madam have you not been listening to? oh no 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 i would i would never dare i was over yeah. my picks <laughs> all right uh um right within the five minute mark all right uh mike what do you got for your number uh, number three clue with uh tim Cur- i picked a different tim curry cult movie mm-hmm. but that is another murderous row of comedy actors Madeline Khan. yeah it, it is so good that movie and i was just watching it with my girlfriend again and i'm like i could watch this movie a hundred times i've never seen it i really no i, you I own it i swear to god i've never seen it i own it and i've never it's seen a, it. it's a fun oh my god it's a really I, I great funny movie, movie. Yeah. i love this movie and it's one of those that like again if if people know what you're talking about, they'll instantly start quoting lines of it to you where they're like, flames on the side of my face, you know, like uh, all of these, like um, one plus two plus one plus one, you know, like all of those, <laughs> like speci- if you know the movie, you, you it's just so these iconic lines and the vibe of that movie is so great. The the like if you watch it even now, because it was made. When did that movie come out? 1985. 85. And um in the time it was being made during the whole Reagan era bullshit there, it was like a throwback to the red, the, the, the red scare days of, of, uh, of like the fifties. And then if you watch it now, it is some of those jokes still hits like there's it's many layers. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of the, it's one of the like most enjoyable watches, but it's, it's one of those that you, that it comes on and you put the remote down and you're like, okay, I'm going to watch this. This one. is what I'm doing today. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm watching clue. I'm going to watch all the endings. It's going to be great. It's, it's, it's absolutely like a go-to movie for me. I love it. Number three, At anything with Madeline Kahn. She yep. is one of my absolute favorite comedic actors of all time. She's the best. Um, yeah. Like she can read a phone book and, and I'll start laughing. It's phone book. What are yeah. those? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's the best. She, uh, she's, you know, fucking blazing saddles. She's oh, just yeah. like, I, I kind of, all of the, the, the Mel Brooks movies that she's in, you know, just mm-hmm. amazing, but she's amazing in this one. And also like, uh, um, uh, Richard Mull and, uh, these, uh, you know, it's just like Martin Mull. I'm sorry. And, uh, 
uh oh god well, i can't forget like, the guy from lenny and squiggy what was his name uh he was in spinal tap on the uh, mckeon mckeon uh, yeah yeah michael michael mckeon, michael McKeon. Uh, like just had it in the funny. tip of my tongue. Bonkers, funny that whole movie, and 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 just super, just of everybody hamming it up, having a great old time, just chewy scenery. Tim Curry being fucking awesome. <laughs> that, that movie is great. I love it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I keep telling myself I gotta watch it, but I just I haven't watched it. Uh, my number three. Cr- Christy says. Uh... It is her favorite. Her movie. favorite movie. It's one of my. I mean, it's up there. Well, I was talking to her, and she's like, "I'm gonna leave now because I'm gonna go watch Clues." So should we just lost a viewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Julie, uh, Julie likes uh, now and then. She put yeah. Hey, Julie. With seventeen exclamation marks. Uh, so she. Uh, all right. My number four. My number three. I'm sorry. Is. Um. Uh, you know, it's one of these movies that get got ripped off, and I got uh, they made a they made a highly successful video game franchise out of it, and gave it no fucking credit, and I get upset for it. Um, but my number three is Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Ooh, that's a good that's yeah. a good pick. Is this uh, video is game this... Grand Theft Auto? Uh, no, it's Mortal Kombat. Um, oh right, I was I was so close. <laughs> I uh, this is one of those that had had I not eliminated movies that I think are um like too much in the like pop culture zeitgeist. This definitely would have been on oh. my mountain. Oh, you, you're gonna hate my entire list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all my movies but, are super popular, but um, I also love your list. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 don't don't say that yet. Uh, Big Trouble <laughs> in Little China. Phenomenal movie. Kurt Russell in his most Kurt Russell-iest uh, yeah. uh, role. Um, I, I absolutely love everything about this movie. I rewatched this movie as a kid a thousand times before I even knew what the fuck was going on. I just loved all the action scenes. Mm-hmm. I loved all the action sequences. Kim Cattrall looking like the fucking dime piece that she is. Uh, it she is gorgeous in this movie, and the other yeah. lady too. And I forget her name, and I'm sorry because she didn't, you know, she wasn't a mannequin, so I didn't know the other lady's <laughs> name. But the other, this other lady in the movie, and she was a uh, a stunner as well. She was just gorgeous, um, well acted. It's a stupid sci-fi science, like science fiction, fantasy, like fantasy action movie, and so you would expect to be able to say, oh. Um, it's it's okay, or it's uh, bad acting, but it's okay because of all these other things. No, the acting is actually very well done in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Raiden shows up. Uh, three Raidens actually. <laughs> three they do Raidens show up. Su- uh, Susie Pye, by the name, was the name of the other actress. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Shang Tsung shows up. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, it's it's great. It really, you're right. Like when you think about. All of the lightning and ice and well, yeah, it was like straight Johnny up. Cage, this guy's basically Johnny Cage. He it's is Johnny Cage. Thing, yeah, dude. it's the whole yeah. thing. They they just if if the makers of Mortal Kombat were ever to say like, oh, I never I never saw that movie until after we made the video game, I'd fucking call them liars to their face. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, <laughs> shit. Um, I like it. Good pick. It's uh yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is my pick. So there you go. When did that movie come out? Uh, I think it says here a long time ago. A long time, <laughs> in the 1900s? 1986. 86. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, 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 this guy, uh, Carpenter, John Carpenter is basically one of those guys where every single movie that he puts out is is a cult classic. Kind of. Yes, yes, yes. I thought you were going to say good, and I was like, mm? <laughs> but well, you did mo- say cult most classic. of them are. Actually, did, I showed um, you They Live, and you did not like They Live when you first saw it. That is not true. That, I have it on tape. It's a, one of the podcast episodes. Oh, go back to that. And I Mary would, got receipts. Yeah, Mary I, got I would, receipts. I would, love, I would love to go back and hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, uh, so big trouble. Go. So the number threes were Streets of Fire, Now and Then, Clue, and Big Trouble and Little China. That sounds like a TBS TNT afternoon. You know what? I'm down with it. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll, I'll get there right when I start putting on Now and Then. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Andrew says, David, that's all he said. That's all he said. <laughs> that's his name. Yes, you're right. Yes, hi, hi Andy. Good to see you, brother. Um, <clears throat> right. uh, Proud to so are, are number three. Threes. Three, 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 three. All right. And then actually, according to uh, John Tobias, who was one of the designers on Mortal Kombat, it was an inspiration. Yeah. So they, they came right out and a said straight it. Straight ripoff, you yeah, mean? Inspiration, ripoff, theft, whatever. <laughs> I feel like I that was really a move to avoid it. a lawsuit. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that game? Yeah. It, it, it was there. It might, might oh, have yeah, 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 yeah. Mencia gets inspired uh, by other comedians. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker's uh, Raiden. <laughs> let's, get to, let's get to our number twos. Round two. <laughs> Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right, David, hit me with your number two. Hit me with your deuce, bro. Uh, my number two is actually an animated one. Ooh. And uh, it Moana. is by the uh, the king of um, sort of subversive animated movies, Ralph Bakshi, who Uh-oh. did uh, a string of animated movies between the 70s and uh, and the 90s. It's a movie called Fire and Ice. Uh, I thought you were going to say Heavy Metal. I already had typed in Heavy Metal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> see, heavy, me- heavy Metal is one of those that I considered but thought it was too big to put on, on my list. Uh, so Fire big. and Ice. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, the, the movie was everywhere when it came out. Yeah, no, heavy metal. It's, it's, I thought you were going to say, like, like wizard, the wizards or something okay, like so that. Okay, so wizards. I was between wizards and fire and ice. Uh, and it was it was really difficult for me to choose between these two. I wanted I wanted to put both of them, but I couldn't have a list that was 50% Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. Uh, because at that point, I'm, you know, dumping out, you know, a, a really great pick to talk about Bakshi more. So um, I don't think enough people know about Ralph Bakshi. Um, and certainly enough people don't talk about Ralph Bakshi. Um, my my favorite, even though Wizards is kind of like the go-to for, for Ralph Bakshi, um, Fire and Ice for me is the one that kind of hits closest to, to home because it was a co-production between Bakshi and Frank Frazetta who in uh, in the 70s and 80s made a real big name for himself illustrating uh, science fiction and fantasy uh, 
pulp magazine covers, posters, uh, book covers. Uh, this is the guy who, like, when you think of images of Conan the Barbarian, or you think of Tarzan, or you think of John Carter of Mars, what you're thinking of is the stuff that he created. And then whenever other you think about trapper keepers that little boys had. Whenever you think about uh, <laughs> holders that little boy had, those yeah, those those images like um, He Man and He-Man. the Masters of the Universe, like all all that stuff. Those guys were very much inspired by Frank Frazetta. So uh, and Frank Frazetta's uh, specifically his Conan the Barbarian artwork. So um, this movie has that Conan the Barbarian feel. It was written by the guys who were writing the Conan the Barbarian comic for Marvel Comics uh, at that time. So it it has even that sort of like sweeping Conan epic feel to it. Is this um, in the family share? It is. It's it's in my uh it's 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 in my account. Okay. This is one that um How would you I, even have to ask that? I want to I want now I want to see it. I love these I love Ralph Bakshi. Uh, so this is one that wasn't available either on Blu-ray or digital for a long time. Um, when I first started doing digital, it was there, but it was rather expensive. And I was like, oh, I'll get it when it comes down in price. Then they took it off of iTunes entirely. And then they brought it back for like a very short amount of time. And I was like, I'm buying it right now. I don't care if it's full price. I'm not waiting for this thing to come down. Uh, because I, I bought the Blu-ray, but I mean, let's face it. In these days, I'm much too lazy to pop in a Blu-ray. You know, <laughs> That's, just not on- That's not fair. It's not just these days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a solid um, pick, man. That's a good pick. Yeah, the 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 movie is. Uh, if you're into fantasy, you'll you'll like it. If you're into animation, you'll like it. It they used, uh, which was very popular in um, in Ralph Bakshi's movies. They used uh, something called rotoscoping, which is where they would film actors performing all the actions and then they would animate over it so it has this very fluid and realistic look it would take years before you get to something that would look even close to that good in real life like something like mm-hmm. the lord of the rings uh because of just the way that you know special effects it would take time for that to catch up so this is a movie that i rewatch often um along with wizards but uh yeah fire and ice love this movie good pick thank mm-hmm. you it's also a great uh, roller coaster in uh, <laughs> It used to be. <laughs> it used to be. It's not there yeah. anymore. You know what? Let the joke go, bro. Let me let let the, let the, let it breathe before you kill it. Uh, I haven't been to Islands of Adventure in a long time. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, uh, Missy. What is your number two? Okay. Um. So my number two is a very missy pick, and it's Reality Bites. Uh, um, I thought it one. was your number one. Yeah. Well, plot twist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie. I know that I don't shut up about it, which is probably why nobody's ever going to be interested in watching it if I recommend it. But I think bulletin, th- bulletin. Nary, uh, missy doesn't shut Nary's up. Nary's already like telling you. <sighs> We've heard it. She's like, I've talked about it before. And wrap <laughs> So though, for those that are listening or watching for the first time, I'm a big fan. Um, this is, I think, one of like a handful of movies that Ben Stiller um, directed. It premiered in Sundance January of 94. And then it went um, everywhere else in February. Uh, the budget was $11.5 million, And it made a whopping 33 points. <laughs> 
million in the box office. So it broke even and some change, but not a blockbuster, uh, not not what you would call a runaway hit. Um, I was wondering why they didn't come out with Reality Bites 2. Bites Bec- <laughs> Reality Bites <laughs> back. <laughs> so this, um, this cast uh i stand by this this cast is pretty stacked you have uh janine garofalo uh ethan hawk uh uh winona ryder and um john mahoney they play they play the main characters um and i mean i won't i won't uh bore you to tears it's one of the reasons why it's thank very you. it's a favorite stiller dave did you say did you have the balls to say thank you yeah <laughs> okay i just want to make sure the fuck um <laughs> you have to reinstate the timer for david and then he's like please god don't work long <laughs> um, <laughs> again this is a movie that you either <laughs> you either like it or you don't you either know what i'm talking about or you don't uh and um it's just a very great movie it it's what are the co- movie? What are the lists that make? I'm, I know we talked about this in one other. Episode. Anything that has to do with the '90s, for sure. <laughs> and that's it. Um, what, what year was it? Was it '94? This was '94. Yeah. I think we've already done best movies in '94. So if you were yeah. on that mountain, yes, I, for I was. Sure, it was there. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, I mean, it's the it's a very nine like all the ninety uh n- the '90s '90s movie like stuff like plaid grunge gross like whatever like this movie has all of that shit and just one of the reasons why i love it so much is or because it just deals with that little middle part when you're done when you're um like you're idealistic and then you get to the real world and then they like that just comes crashing down fast uh very relatable and always a comfort watch so that's my number two okay that's solid um all right uh mike what's your number two Mall rats. I uh, I had to pick a Kevin Smith something because that is a very very cult indie feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mall rats was I, I I was gonna go with Clerks, but I think Mall rats fits better because it was supposed to be much bigger than it was. Like it was uh, deja vu for me. No, probably for Andrew because oh. he was listening to the other time I talked about reality fights. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Um, no, Mallrats was supposed to be uh, the follow. This is like gigantic follow up to Clerks, where Mirax was going to give him a bunch of money. Fucking Stan Lee is in it. It was supposed to be this big movie, and then he got studio noted to death, and it changed the whole format of the movie. But it introduced. It, it just has so many like I like the Snoochie Boochies. It's when like Jay and Silent Bob turn into these cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. It, be, it 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 was uh you know like Clerks was this little independent thing, and then. Mall rats was like the what I am like the the one that was supposed to break big, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just didn't. And it made I remember like I love the audio commentary because I have the I bought the DVD of course, and I have the audio commentary track, and B- Ben Affleck's there. They're just shitting on the movie the whole time, <laughs> and they're, really? they're like. It is one of the most, it's so funny to me because there's also like DVD was new where you could have multiple angles shown at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, and, they, and and Kevin Smith was trying to, you know, he was just doing too much mm-hmm. and he was just trying too hard. And then so the the commentary, they're filming it's, the commentary. Yeah. So you could just from- see. Sorry, could, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. You could just see them in there and they were talking about how like it was supposed to come out and they were like, oh yeah, it's like. It, oh, what were the numbers looking at? And they're like 150,000. And they're like, which theater? And they're like, nah, man. 
just <laughs> total all of them <laughs> that that's it and then Rich he's Peter. yeah womp womp and it and it, like it was one of those like huge defeats and then he goes makes and he makes chasing amy you know what i mean and it is genuinely like i love watching it jason lee um in because uh, uh playing brody is mm-hmm. so fucking funny claire forlani is funny beautiful it's also the got the the um, the 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 running gag of jay and silent bob trying to destroy this tv set for it's like it's like f- funny cartoony it's all based in this mall it's great question is 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 the character of brody supposed to be likable like this is an honest question i'm not trying to i'm not trying no to not really so. he's like the no. anti-hero he's like the one that you, he's like the anti-hero like you don't he's not a good guy but no, he's no, also no, not a bad guy a good, i'm not that's why i didn't ask if he was supposed to be the good guy i'm asking is he supposed to be likable because uh, like the Punisher is not a good guy. No, you're right. I, I think he's supposed to be relatable, but not yeah, necessarily likable. I don't think he's, he's like those '90s jerk off, cynical assholes that 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 like had their moment in the you know that time, and they still you know like like I feel like they're less tolerated now. They're almost kind of like mocked more. But in that time, you could still be like one of these like it was very p- performative shittiness. Mm-hmm. You know like. Where he makes his girlfriend sneak out so his mom doesn't. He's like a he's like one of these delayed adolescent guys that he just lives a he's teenage a, life. Into his, what do we what do we call what what's the word that we use now? That's in a man life. child. No, the other thing, the no. other thing that we like. He's one of those guys that go like, hates on hates on uh, guys that other guys that get laid type of shit. Uh, oh, an incel. An incel. I no, but love he's that got word. a girlfriend. He's got a. He has a girlfriend. Uh, Shannon Doherty is his girlfriend. Yeah, in that I, movie. I I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's she's only like, recently, by the way, only recently. That's yeah. a great movie. It's it's a it's one of my. I, I, the running through line is this: like movies that I love and have built my own personal community around. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like I. There's people that I talk to about these movies. There's you know like that. I I go back to these movies often, and I will rewatch them and talk and bring them up and 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 enjoy them with people and quoting the you know like there's a quote in the comments right now. Like there's there's so many quotable Kevin Smith you know, Snoochie Boochies you know, uh, smoking the fatty boo batty blunts. <laughs> um the fact well he's like uh ben affleck plays a bad guy yeah where he 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 is they never say that he fucks girls he, he's like into anal but they always say like i use that to have sex with them in an uncomfortable place and then they're like the like the back of a volkswagen like that's the running <laughs> bit <laughs> I, I there's just so much great there's so much good in that in that in that movie i love it i i've always liked this because um I mean, on top of all the other great things, um, it's also, oh. I think, the one that doesn't get enough credit for really growing the View Askew universe. Um, yeah. When you start watching some of the other movies and how they all tie in together, Mallrats is kind of the one that made it. Yeah. Mallrats Mal and um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But this, yeah. oh, and Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is Claire Forlani's dad. Yeah. He's fucking we're, great. We're, we're at five minutes. We're, we're yeah, yeah, good. I'm done. It's my favorite. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so I hate the fact that I had to do that to you, Mike, because then it makes it seem like I'm cutting you off just so I could get to my pick, and I'm not. I'm like, no, but we. We get it. No, let's get let's no, let's keep it moving. We heard we, we heard the beep. It was okay. I'm just telling the audience because the audience gonna. Be, I'm like, no, no. Mike's the one that reminded us to get the timer out. <laughs> yeah, waste more time explaining it. 
Um, <laughs> earlier, because earlier uh, we were some of that us was, that, that was sar- that was sarcasm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. All right, sarcasm. My number two. two. Two, two, two is um, the last dragon. <gasps> oh, Honorable mention. Great pick. Honorable wow. mention. Interesting. You know, I didn't even consider this one. This movie's so great. How could yeah. you? We're busy with show enough. <laughs> We're busy with a with fucking uh, uh whatever. Um, no, uh, the last dragon. Uh, this is one of the m- movies that uh, when I was googling like uh, this topic. This is one of the movies that I already had my list, and then Last Dragon came up, and I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Uh, <laughs> damn. Like, damn it! I immediately had to remove. Like, I literally did that twice. One of them was with Big Trouble in Little China, and then and I'm like, "All right, five. I got five picks. That's fine. I'll get one. I'll get rid of one." And then I just I, I don't know why I kept scrolling, and then I saw Last Dragon. I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> so uh, Last Dragon is uh, this is uh, a movie that uh, a lot of people have not seen. Missy hadn't seen it, which is not saying much because she didn't see a lot of movies uh, growing up. But I introduced it to this movie. Uh, Sorry I, for having basic cable. <laughs> it's, uh, I, it's a weird humble bride that. I have I very much enjoy introducing people to movies that they end up enjoying like that uh, like a thing that I get I'm like yeah I'm glad you liked it right like I, I've done that a few times with a few other people um and Missy came to my house to record she did not want to come because we were supposed to record uh, a, a, a commentary on this movie it was supposed to be her first time watching it just like we did for Ninja 3 the domination except she was not in the mood that day, and I forced her to come over. I go, no, you had to. You said you were going to come over. I showed her the movie. She didn't like it. She was just in a pissy, pissed off mood. That never happens, though. So it was a rare occasion. <laughs> and then I got her. I somehow got her to come back the very next day. And you got re- nothing going on, bro. <laughs> and rewatch the movie, and she's like, "Oh no, it's actually good." Like she was hating on the movie, talking shit about the movie the first time. Oh, that's what it was. The recording that we did came out fucked up. So I go, fuck, we got to do it again. And or that's at least what I told her. And then she came. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I feel like that's bullshit. Just confess to what actually happened. You <laughs> you lied. So she rewatched it. She was in a good mood that day. And probably not before uh, and she uh, or eight uh, or both. Um, but that's what it was. And uh, and so she enjoyed it. So I enjoy watching. This is one of the movies where I've, I've watched a billion times growing up as a kid. I love this movie unironically. I have a short enough. I have a few short enough T-shirts. Uh, I legit love everything about this movie. I got excited when I was whenever I watch a show like, for example, they had in Blackish during one of the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the characters for Halloween dressed up as Shonuff. Mm-hmm. And he was dressed up as short enough on screen for all of 25 seconds. And I was <laughs> fucking fanboying out the entire 20. Like, ah, a ah! it was, That's the Buster Rhymes video. The I Buster Rhymes Dangerous yeah, video. He did that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had the same exact reaction watching that episode of Blackish for those 25 seconds that I had every single time as a kid whenever any TV show showed a Game Boy or a Nintendo on it. Like, <laughs> ah, I got one of those. I can. <clears throat> I love this fucking movie. The Golden Ghost. This, this, to the this, rhythm this of the so night. Right that yeah. band. Uh, uh, uh. This movie's so great. And I'm it's forever kiss oh. my converse. I'm wow. I'm forever grateful that uh Neri brought um this movie into my life because it was 
I didn't what like a it as much. Mess that movie was. I didn't like it as much as Ninja Three Domination. Um, I don't think I'll ever like anything as much as that movie. If we're talking about these kinds of movies, but it it, it was good. It held its own respect. Uh, this, I, this I, is I one that my. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Nery. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I just gonna say. I disagree with Mike. I don't think this is a disaster at all. I think this movie. Yeah, is I no. I said I, a I mess. I said it's a beautiful mess. It I is like, absolutely I a mess. I don't think so. I think, I don't so. think so. I think, you you it's, I think it's cheesy. I, th- I think it's it's very 80s and very cheesy. You have but... 80s and cheesy. Like the most recent yeah. exposure mm-hmm. I have to it is if you want, if you go listen to the How Did This Get Made of mm-hmm. this movie. Uh-huh. And it is like it's sh- it, it's one of those where they sh- reveal a little bit about the behind the scenes stuff, and it, it it's like one of those movies where it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, hey, go watch, go listen to the that other podcast. I'll yeah, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to anything that disparages this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I fuck anything that talks shit about this movie. I don't give a fuck. When right. when I when I first became friends with Nary. Uh, we we kind of bonded over this movie. I had never met another person who actually, like, first of all, knew about this movie, and second of all, loved this movie. Uh, my dad had put this on for me when I was a kid, and we we used to rent it at Blockbuster all the time. Oh, um, Blockbuster! And and so uh, that was one of the first things that Nary and I bonded over mm-hmm. was was this movie. Uh, interestingly enough the uh like just uh maybe like a month after my son was born uh my wife and i went to uh supercon florida supercon and um i met timac the guy that plays uh bruce leroy and he was so fucking cool he was really did he have really the music nice. on in his booth did he have the- <laughs> No, Jeff says that tells that story of him meeting him at a con and he had a little boombox with that song just playing over and over and over again. He did not know. No, he oh. was just chilling. There was actually no one at his booth. I walked up and we we talked for, for a couple of minutes. He was very nice. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so I don't want to take up more time. So our number twos. Uh, yeah, Jeff says that he, he that's exactly what he did when he met him. <laughs> he had the, the music playing. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's what and when i after after that movie that movie is the one that introduced me is that one that taught me showing that movie to missy is the one that re, let me know that the barge was a male i had no idea for all the years that i sang that song i thought that was a female singer and i did not know and then i saw him i go oh okay uh, would not, <laughs> not not a joke just a fyi i, I had no idea um same thing with uh, Rick Rowe. Uh, never gonna live you up. Never gonna give you up, guy. I did. I, th- Rick, I never Rick knew Astley. he was a white guy. Rick Astley. Yeah, yeah. Never knew that he was a white guy until I saw the video. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So the number two is the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> number two is Fire and Ice, Reality Bites, Mall Rats, and The Last Dragon. Uh, let's go with the Honorable Mentions. Honorable. That's less production. Honorable <laughs> That's new. Uh, well, uh, we Jeff actually uh, submitted a list. He did. So all three of us. What the fuck, Jeffrey? Uh, we uh, to make sure that we all fucking got it. <laughs> so this is but who? But who was your backup <laughs> and who was your number one choice, Jeffrey? <laughs> uh, Jeff said that number four was Idiocracy. Uh, number three was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Number two was Clue. <laughs> Honorable mentions were Empire Records, Evil Dead, Office Space, and Mallrats. And 
and number one is Boondock Saints. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, re- really solid list. Uh, a lot of those were ones I considered, and when I, um, you know, kind of ruled out the the bigger ones, I didn't, uh, you know, didn't pick those. And then Debona sent a list as well. Oh, I didn't I get. I didn't see his. List. I didn't get his. I can't, <laughs> I can't seem. He didn't. He didn't. Did I. I couldn't find it. I was. I was actually messaging him because I was like, because he said I'll send my list so you guys could talk about it. But he, I don't see that he ever no. sent. What are oh, you know honorable what? mentions? That's, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. So my honorable mentions are uh, UHF, which mm. is uh, a very underappreciated comedy uh, with um, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, Sleepaway Camp which is uh, a, a very obscure slasher from the 80s with a, with a great twist ending. Turbo Kid, uh, which is, uh, I think, uh, one of the, if not the newest movie that I considered. Uh, it enjoyed a pretty long and successful streaming uh, run on Netflix. So I, I, I kind of ruled that one out. And If Looks Could Kill... Uh, the Richard Grieco classic. I can't wait for that movie to come out on digital. I I have that movie as a reminder every like six weeks. I think <laughs> it's on my phone. Check oh to my see if, if Looks Can Kill has come out on digital. I loved and that movie. Fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's it's oh. not even available on Blu-ray. No, it's, uh, no. a DVD is the highest, uh, most yeah. recent format that you can purchase it. In. That's the second not a big market for do. the Grieco. If I become yeah. a billionaire, the second thing I'm gonna do, uh, <laughs> first thing is fix the fucking soundtrack uh, to uh, to every '80s movie, and then make uh, if looks to kill on Blu-ray. That's so. Jeff good. says that he still has a VHS of it. Yeah, he still has we, a VHS of it. We we could go get a big bucket of popcorn and go watch it at Jeff's house. Uh, oh, for sure, right, dude. Pick up a VCR on the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Missy, what's your honorable mentions? Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Nice. nice. Yes. Love that movie. Uh, Showgirls. No said. Yes. Uh, the Last Dragon is also on honorable mention and Office Space. Office Space. Yeah, that's on mine. I have I have Office Space. I have Empire Records. I have A Knight's Tale. Oh, that's a great one. I have A Knight's Tale. That Christy he, loves that movie, and I, I and I haven't watched too. it yet. <laughs> You mean she's human? Everybody in the planet. Everybody in the world. I've never yeah. seen. Okay, my bad. I haven't I, seen it. I, I, I've yet to meet someone who says, oh, you know, I don't like that movie." I've, I know people that I have not if seen. Gonna be, if there was going to be anybody, it would be me, and I am not. Yeah, I, I'm not even that guy. Uh, yeah. That movie's fucking. Great. That movie's so fun. Uh, oh. And then, yeah, and then uh, the Cornetto trilogy, the Edgar Wright, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz and um, the the World's End or whatever it's called. The World's End, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, those are, those are my honorable mentions. Um, I also had office, I also had Office Space and I had Half Baked. Uh, Half Baked, which yeah. that yeah. was going to be my list until I scrolled down and saw Big Trouble in the Last <laughs> yeah. Dragon. And I'm like, well, I guess we're going to move that down. Um, then my honorable, my other honorable mentions include Bloodsport. Uh, uh, the fact that I don't have a Van Damme movie in this mountain is—I am shook. Uh, yeah, um, American Ninja. 
which Ooh, by the way yeah. not on digital nice. don't understand why american ninja american 3 ninja. 4 and 6 are on uh itunes but not american ninjas 1 2 or 5 i don't fuck that's that's got to be a rights thing that's got to be it's a rights so thing ridiculous to me yeah that's uh, awesome. and then the other one is final girls which is my all-time favorite horror movie. Uh, I and, considered this, and I didn't know yeah. if it counted as a. I've never as a heard of it. Film. The fact that he's never heard of it shows you that it, that it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great, Final great movie. Final Girls, my favorite horror movie of all time, came out like two or three years ago. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, we I mean, I, we did a shiver on ago, it, right? Who's, Am I correct? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think we ever did. Did we not? No, I don't. Think now so. you got one for shiver. Yeah. Um. We did that. We talked about this movie somehow. I don't know. We did. And in some podcasts, there's so many podcasts. <laughs> so many podcasts. Uh, yeah. Jeff says we did. Yes, we did. Um, we, uh, we didn't. Uh, okay. Uh, if only anybody had a supercomputer to check, uh, it would have been great. But um, so let's there you it. go. Th- those are my honorable mentions. Uh, let's get to our number one. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. David, hit me with your number one, bro. Uh, my number one. Um, give me one so, movie I've seen. Give me one. Just give me one, man. Uh, this is, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I know that you've probably heard of it. Uh, it was a vehicle that started out for Will Ferrell and ended up being for Andy Samberg. And it's one called Hot Rod. Hot Rod. I absolutely love this movie. Love this movie. Uh, This was one that uh, a group of friends and I went to go see. uh, And it was actually, I'm sorry, it was just one person from this group of friends. We went to go see the movie. He and I laughed the whole time. Uh, When the movie first came out on, on DVD, we went out and bought it. And uh, we used to play D&D like every weekend. And uh, it was one of those things where almost every weekend we'd be like, all right, we just finished a campaign. Do we start another or do we watch Hot Rod? And so we just more than likely sit down and watch Hot Rod over and over and over again. It's one of these movies that it kind of has that Nacho Libre type quality to it where it's mm. it's like weird and dreamy and ethereal and yet somehow also kind of reminds you of a uh, like a nostalgic past that doesn't really exist you know um at least that's that's kind of the the way i think of it uh because the the movie takes place in contemporary time i think it came out in like 2006 or 7 and and yet somehow manages to feel like it's an 80s movie i think a lot of that has to do with the soundtrack it's almost entirely uh europe songs <laughs> from uh, from the final countdown album except the final countdown doesn't appear in the movie <laughs> which i'm pretty sure is intentional that they did not put in the one big europe song uh but it was it was directed uh, by uh, by Akiva Schaefer uh, and you know the the whole Lonely, the Lonely Island, Island yeah. team uh, put this this thing together. It wasn't written by the Lonely Island because it, it was written for Will Ferrell, but they kind of took this and, and played to their strengths. Uh, Jorma Tacone plays um, 
Andy Samberg's younger brother, and he is just absolutely amazing. Um, what's this guy from uh, Deadwood? Ian McShane plays his stepfather. His stepfather um, and uh, and Andy Samberg have this like very unhealthy relationship. Uh, he's always trying to beat his stepdad at karate. And he never has a weird thing. And, uh, <laughs> and his stepfather gets cancer and he realizes that even if he were to beat his stepfather now, he wouldn't be beating him at his best. So it's meaningless. And he's obsessed with evil Knievel and, um, you know, these, these stunt bikers, uh, uh stuntmen of, of the, the seventies. So he decides to put on a stunt show to raise enough money to save his stepfather from the cancer so they can, you know, do the treatment only so that he can kick his ass in karate once he gets better. So it's, it's a weird, wacky movie. There's some like really odd scenes in this. Um, it is one of those movies that once you watch it, you're either going to love it or hate it. And if you love it, you're going to end up watching it over and over again. You're going to find it like endlessly quotable. And um, I, I love it. Hot Rod, number All one. All right, Hot Rod. There you go. Uh, Missy, what's your number one? So I promised <laughs> I promised a very Missy uh, mountain, so I'm going to stick to it. And my number Pretty one woman. is... Huh? Pretty Woman. No. Practical Magic. Practical oh, Magic oh, is my number one. Practical Magic. Good, good pick. Let me tell you something about this movie. <laughs> um, first of all, like the aesthetic of this movie is a fucking dream. Like if I had the money and a house to like uh hire an interior designer, I'd just like this whatever this movie is, that's what I want everywhere. Uh this movie came out in 98. It's kind of a sleeper, uh not a sleeper. Like it was it was kind of a turning point for Sandra Bullock. She was done she this is where in the point in her career where she kind of took over and stopped um making blockbusters she wanted to make something a little bit more serious it's based on a book there's a book called practical magic uh and i've never read it because i just watched the movie um and i'm trying to find the page um nicole kidman uh sandra bullock we have um fuck i can't find it um great movie and wait sandra bullock and nicole kidman uh diane west stalker tanning uh play the aunt and aiden quinn plays the guy with the one eye what is it what it's one eye uh different colors uh, one of, of the different colors. colors yeah um <clears throat> it, it this definitely what bombed book show by the way because the 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 budget was 75 million and it only made 68.3 so it didn't do very well um but again going back to the really the common denominator in all the movies that i've picked is you, if I mention it, you either know about it or you don't. And um, but I've never really come across somebody that doesn't like the movie. Maybe you've heard of it, or but it's not one of those like instant roll your eyes, um, like reactions that you'll get. And it's kind of getting a little bit uh, of a renaissance as well because of um, a what renaissance Thank because you. of um, the Tiki Talks. There are people that. Um, uh, like they've taken the sound bite and stuff like that. This lady has an Etsy shop where she's making uh, uh, jean jackets and customizing it with uh, the lavender and the salt and 
all that shit. So uh, I just I love this movie. It's a it's a comfort watch, and it's it came up in a couple of movies. I mean, in a couple of lists that I looked into. So um, I had to stick with my gut and make and keep myself honest. So that's my number one. All right, all right, your number one. Number one. Number one. All right, Mike, what's your number one? What's your number one? Hackers. 1995 <laughs> cyberpunk hit. Yeah. Hackers. Heard of it? Never uh, it is Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie and uh, Johnny Lee Miller and uh, what's his name? Um, Matthew Lillard is in it. There's a, it's just like this weird time capsule of imaginary 90s new york like it was like this weird like in no way is it believable in no way is it like it's it's like this fantasized version of of this weird like view into like oh this is what hackers are like man it's not at all it's just it's it's just like this fun movie that i was obsessed with i loved this is this is my angelina jolie crush it'll always be hackers angelina jolie for me no matter whatever is this your first movie that you ever saw like that she came into your life or you had seen maybe maybe no 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 okay because i was right around this i was high school age when this movie came out so it was like you know like i was these kids are in high school i was into computers i was like oh yeah this is i'm gonna move to new york and live like a hacker you know like i was like fantasizing crazy you did it I got close. I'm yeah, poor and I live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there. You live like the grimy fucks that they were in a movie. All right. Uh, they, dude, but there was so, it was such a, like a, the, like again, the visuals on that movie. If somebody else likes this movie, we are immediately friends. You know, like uh, the, the, the uh, there's like all the characters are very, much their characters they're very specific they're you know lord they all have the the fun hacker names there's uh fisher stevens not in brownface which thank god and um like he plays like the the fucking like the oil they're like taking down a giant oil conglomerate it's like all the things that identify me now really everything about uh, destroying the the the, man the, the man yeah it's it I was upset. And also speaking of the soundtrack is like insane too. It was like that first techno like shit that I'd heard. Like first, you know That's not true. You played Tetris way before. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. All the video game music. Mega Man two. Um yeah, this is one of those movies where I feel like I should have watched, but I never have. It's a long list of that 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 oh yeah jeff says mark mark uh, mark anthony is in the movie mark anthony is a uh, one of the fbi agents um why is he yelling at me what did i do i don't know he said uh, you do you have a mark- he's he's trying to convince you oh is- that's not a selling point but yeah okay. yeah they got um, it for a 28.8 oh <laughs> that whole scene where they're talking about that's that's like whenever like whenever anyone like if you reference technology in your movie get ready because it's it's old immediately yeah. immediately so when they're talking about it, like oh that's a 28.8 pps modem people are losing it's just one of those movies now where you watch it and it's like time because i remember my like my life at that time and my friends and i was like a computer nerd and i was building a website and all that shit it was it, it was very early on bbs like bulletin board internet 
and it just the felt good days great. of the internet before that the, yeah. the idealist the, the internet was still a safe space yeah it, there's this whole scene where they 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 digitally terrorize this fbi the secret service agent uh-huh. and it is to this day one of my favorite scenes how they mess with this guy it's it's so great i just love that movie so much we did on zeros on heroes we did a watch along you did do that yeah we did a watch along of of the thing. Go go to Zeros on Heroes and look up Hack the Planet. That's the that's the episode, and you can watch the movie with us. And uh, it was it was really really good time. Who's who's on all the formulas as Geekmore? Who's on all the platforms? I think that's Jeff. He says we no. definitely didn't do Final Girls on That, Chevrolet. that was me. And then again on uh, Twitch, and then again on Facebook. Like just wanted to make sure. That we haven't been hacked. No, I, I I put it only once, and when, when I when I posted it, Why did you it even I guess post it? you could have just said it. You're on the fucking show. <laughs> I didn't I I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I but I did want to let everyone know because I I can't not do it that I you was could right. just say it you could just say it. you had so to, you wanted to say that you were right, you were right. ways mm-hmm. that's hilarious but you copy and pasted that's hilarious. no i i didn't i didn't look i'm gonna do it again now i'm just gonna write one word look what? my finger's gonna hit one time you're just oh my god that's it was an awful what? way to it circumvent went three times. it went in three times go that's, with your brand dave go with your brand that's okay hilarious to me. i'm I an think, old curmudgeon and i don't know how to work well, why did you, why did you even do it why did you uh, you could just say it you're on the microphone you're right here that's i didn't hilarious. disrupt the show jeffrey uh, did. no jeffrey did not <laughs> no he did it that was just me i was just asking a curiosity i'm like who the f-? and i knew the answer but i was like i need to i need to get to the no, bottom that, of was, that was me no now way. someone did post his geek more earlier yeah but I don't know who that was. But I, I knew it wasn't you because I didn't do it three times. So <laughs> I knew it wasn't you. Well, uh, jumping all over. Uh, you, does this count against my time? Your time's been up, buddy. I, I gave oh, you more God. leeway because it was your number one. Your time's been up. You've been fucking raving about this movie. We get it. It's fine. We got it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to we get it to your pick. Go. Oh, no. You're going to hate my pick. Legit. I- you're going to hate my pick. And I'm so happy that Missy's on this podcast because her number four has given has gave, gave birth to me being able to have my number one. So I have you been doing your mountain on the fly? No, no. Did you know him? No, I I had this pick and Jeff could vouch for this because I talked to Jeff about this pick three hours ago. Uh-huh. And I knew it was going to be in contention. But then when Missy gave her number four and you go, okay, I buy it. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm very happy. Uh, my number one is a movie that I have not seen fans. Uh, I have not seen a fan base get this rabbit over any fucking one movie. You want to talk about franchises? You want to talk about book series? Fine. There's an argument to be made there. But a fan base getting this riled up as much as they did for one movie, never in the history of film has it ever been done before. Fast and Furious. You're talking about cult movies. You're talking about cult followings. You're talking about that shit. My number one is Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Give it to myself. That's, that's the uh, right? Give it to myself. Yeah, I love my number one. So. And now for the real pick. 
No? That's Got it. Great. Boy. Good bit. Hilarious. Well, well I'm glad I stuck to my guns because there's <laughs> no way I could fail. Okay. And then the real one is. That's it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow, <laughs> you got us where's, again. What's the where, real where's, thing? Where's the cult? I'm going to snack now. The Ravage fan base, just like in Twilight, the Ravage fan base that overtook everything and that be, made it a cult, a cult movie. Uh, this movie didn't even get a theatrical release. Hmm. This movie had got no theatrical release. The, the movie was made because the fans requested it. The movie was made because the fans demanded it. The movie was made. Never before in the history of fucking film has a movie been made against the fucking wishes of the uh, you, against the you, wishes. Are you, are you ready to be proved wrong? Against the wishes. No, don't put, put up the definition of cult movie again. Because because Richard Donner's Superman two, Superman two, the Richard Donner cut precedes it by uh, like almost twenty years, mm. and that was. But the by... movie, but Warner Brothers released that movie happily, and they released it on home theater. They released they, it. On, they, they released they, it on home video. They, they released, said it didn't exist. They they said it didn't exist, but they released this movie. They did not want to make this movie. They did not want to make Zack Snyder's Justice League. They were not only did they say it didn't exist, which it did. Uh, they they said that it was not going to be made, and they begrudgingly made that, this movie. You're, because you're of describing exactly what happened to the. Okay, the great. Richard is 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 Richard Donner on your on your list? So why are you shitting on cult this? films are known for their dedicated and I'm I'm trying to yeah. make it yeah I'm, I'm trying it's to get same thing for it's the same thing for Twilight it's the same yeah. I mean if Twilight if the rabid fan base of Twilight was able to convince you that it was a a cult movie then then Zack Snyder's Justice League by definition falls in line with the same reason yeah. for Twilight. There's form no- it forms an elaborate subculture, uh, members which engage in repeated viewings, dialogue quoting, I've audience participation. Movie, I've seen the movie seven times, and I'm not I've, even the one that's seen it the most times. I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it a bunch of times. A lot for major studio productions, especially box office bombs. But it, it wasn't even released in box office. Right. Yeah, it counts. I don't have yeah. to like it, but you're not wrong. That's the same thing. I when I when I heard Missy do Twilight and I when I saw I was like, okay, I'm not gonna say shit because I know what my number one is. And when Mike, when you said, you know what, you talked me into it, that is true. I'm like, oh, okay. Let the record show that Twilight made your number one happen. Yes. (laughs) Well, Twilight allowed for (laughs) don't ruin the moment. (laughs) No, Twilight allowed for it to be swallowed by the panel. At least Mike, and that's really I got uh, two out of three. I have to. I have to accept. No, I listen. I I didn't argue whether it was cult or not. You made a comment that it was the first time that something like that had ever happened, and that is categorically false well, I, I so that part that. is false but everything else lands it everything still else sticks. it still yeah. counts no i'm uh, not i'm not saying it doesn't once i said where's the cult and you said well you know people you know trying to make this thing happen for so long you know okay all right i see it i mm. i hate the pick but you know you make a point yeah we don't have to agree that it's a good pick but it is valid yeah. uh right. and as was stated uh as was stated by christy at the very beginning when twilight came out Cult does not mean obscure. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Oh, right, right. I support the pick. I, I think it checks why out. This was not a, why why the phrasing by two people here saying, "I don't like the pick." I don't get it because it's a cult movie by definition, 
and I don't understand why you don't. And, and then, Mike, you've said that you like the movie in general. You like the movie. Yeah, so I do. I like movie. it. So it's not even like, oh, it's a cool movie. I just don't like the movie. That's understandable. It was. I will tell you what it is. It was a confusing pick. There's I. There's there's. It was other, an unexpected pick. It was a curveball. No, that's was, why I, I got quiet. That's why I froze because I was like I like a bunch like all of those thoughts ran through my head. Does it is it like a cult film? Like that's like the one of the biggest gigantic movies and then it's like okay yeah and then you're like because of twilight and i'm like well what did i say about twilight and then i was like bring up the definition again it it didn't land immediately for me because it was a confusing pick honestly like you said you're gonna oh, hate it on, on the audio version i'm gonna edit out all that the side you could do whatever before like it was like there was a lot of signing. i think my my <laughs> trepidation for just make sure a picture of my face at that moment <laughs> yeah it, like it, it looked like you were frozen in the show notes it looked like you were frozen like it yeah like, oh, mike's internet cut out again <laughs> <laughs> because i was i my 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 brain cut out forget my I internet my brain I froze it. i yeah. supported it. i just my, think it was a curveball pick for sure but i my, yeah the the reason why both Twilight and this one kind of surprised me is because they're such huge hits and because they are so well known. Um, and of course, like we said, obscurity doesn't have anything to do with it, but like mm. they are such a part of pop culture. Um, like, even though there is a rabid fan base, it isn't like that rabid fan base is the only fan base that the, this is this is what has. i love about this is what i love uh to piggyback off what you just said uh dave the rabid fan base is the reason why this the cult is the mm -hmm. reason why this movie was made yeah well and, and, that and, and me, that's that's something I unique to, to to this pick I, yeah. I i don't think i mean the the other films that followed twilight you know that success the success of the series yeah. is but the success of the, of the series is based, the success of the series of twilight films was based upon the success of the series of the books that's like let's be if there was no twilight the books the movie wouldn't the first movie wouldn't have been made much less all well, the, the the movies that followed were only made because the first film was a success Right, and that's the, the only reason why. And the first film was, and the first film was made because of the huge success of the books. Right, right. So there, that's what I'm saying. Like there was not, like that wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like Justice mm -hmm. League, Zack Snyder's Justice League was made <laughs> because a bunch of fucking nerds got on the internet. Yeah, no, I. I it I was a guerrilla. It. it was a guerrilla movement. It I was for it. sure. And it's, it's at, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just think that it's a valid pick. I, it, I, I'm not upset by it. It just it threw me off. That's why I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> but I'm surprised you could have picked off coming from me. Yeah, like, I, it's it's. A, well, I just thought you would make. I genuinely thought you were gonna make like a real like. I don't want to call it a fake pick, but it, like a like a genuine. Oh, so, yeah, because I do that. All, I do that often. I do. I, yeah, I do that every episode. A lot of episodes, I'll do like some random, you know, pick or whatever. I didn't I think you would do it for your number one, but. But I get it. I get it. Again, your mountain is your mountain. Every, you yeah. got your mountain. I got my I mountain. Respect. Respect. We uh, didn't have any repeats. No. I knew. I knew there wouldn't be. I knew there no. wouldn't. Bum, be. Bum, bum. When I looked at my list, I thought maybe uh, Big Trouble in Little China, maybe or, or and or uh, Last Dragon, uh, because I know I'm not the only fan of those movies. But I knew there was nobody, and I was like, no way. If Missy would have remembered Ninja Three: The Domination, maybe. But I don't know. I was like, I even no, I did. I just I don't watch it enough to. For it to make on my mountain, to I land my on my mountain. The honorable mentions I knew would land a lot. Like, there's a few common ones, you know, like, like Rocky Horror, Office Space. Like, there's just like a lot of those like movies that become part of right. 
So culture. are we just going to do our number ones as Final Mountain? That's our Final yeah. Mountain, right? Uh, I, I'm good. It's good. good. So Hot Rod, uh, Practical Magic, Hackers, and Zack Snyder's Justice League is the Final Mountain. Jesus All right. Christ. That's a good day of movie watching. Uh, after Hot Rod, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I actually try. I actually like Andy Samberg a lot, and I tried to watch Hot Rod for the first time ever like a year ago, and I got like halfway done, and I just I was like, it doesn't, it's not landing with me. Um, yeah. Not to take anything away from it, just it was too quirky. It was too much the Rushmore and the Wes Anderson type of humor. Where I'm oh, like, I don't think it has any of that. It is quirky, but I don't think it has it's any much of Wes more... Anderson in there. It's not like Never Stop Never Stopping is one of my favorite movies, uh, like comedy movies, just because how hard they lean into it. And it's and it's like very with Hot Rod. They're more like, you know, like I'm ex like everyone's super exaggerated in their performances, oh, but in a way uh, that is yeah, refined I, I yet. I, I and I, I, I can't. I, I was joking before when I spoke uh, when I talk, was talking shit about it. I, I, I don't. I I won't I won't take anything away from Hot Rod and from the people who like it because mm -hmm. I know it's made for certain demographic or certain yeah. people. I just it wasn't me. Like I was why I I I got through. Man, I mean he got cancer. Like I remember a lot. They were doing some stupid jumps and I, and I just it just wasn't it wasn't landing with me. And I realized then I'm like this isn't for me and it's fine and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's, not, it's mm -hmm. not made for everybody. Um. All right. So uh, oh, by the way, another little gem you want to throw out there, uh, just in case, another honorable mention. Uh, Jeff talked about uh, Grandma's Boy. <gasps> Grandma's Boy's great. About that, and then I love that movie. I absolutely adore couldn't, that movie. Couldn't make, couldn't make it through the movie. Uh, and then, uh, he, but you didn't like what we do in the shadows. Can we say Andrew Jacone also mentioned? Have you uh, Remo Williams? And this is an obscure oh, yeah. movie that I don't think a lot of people have heard of. And it it it's very much of the time of an eighties mm -hmm. training assassin. It, it was it's a great movie to watch for like a time capsule of an era in movies. So and to uh, back off that another yeah. one, another one that I made uh, that I suggested to Mike and he watched as an old school pick of Ubro back in the days. And I think this is the reason we stopped doing old school picks or uh, <laughs> no retreat, no surrender. Oh, my uh, what is that? Is that John Crawford? Them first movie. He's yeah. not the star of the movie. It's kind of like pitch black. When once his success came on, they're like, oh, look, Van Damme has this movie. Like that. That's that wasn't a Van Damme movie. Uh, it just had Van Damme. <laughs> what do you think it means that I automatically knew he was involved? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but trust me, I love this movie as a kid without knowing who the fuck Van Damme was. This was not a. Love. The muscles from yeah. Brussels? Um, he no, said, he was yeah, Russian. I, I, think, I think he said like one word or two words or whatever the fuck. I don't even think he said that uh, in the whole movie. Uh, and it's it, wasn't he Russian in the movie? Yeah, he was. He played a Russian, but again, that, he didn't talk. So, it didn't, yeah, but he played. It, this movie was a mess. This movie was a, was fucking a mess. mess. Oh, you the know what? Breakdance friend um, greeting. <laughs> Action Jackson. Action Jackson Action. is another great cult classic. <laughs> it has the it has the ghost of Bruce Lee in it. The ghost yes. of Bruce Lee is in this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> what a piece of shit! What? <laughs> Missy, we have to watch this movie. We no, I refuse. Movie. I'm not. Oh, I'm busy that day. On our new podcast, Mike. Oh, I'm you, busy. I'm busy. Miss, I'm yes. busy that day. That'll be your one of your one of your picks. I'm busy that day. <laughs> That'll Thank be one of your picks. For, Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, yeah, no one mentioned Street Fighter. Uh, it's a good reason for that, Jeff. No one. <laughs> 
Ay, ay, ay. One of these people. Look, I'm a huge Van Damme fan and I'm a huge The Rock fan, but I'm not one of these people that are like, I blindly love every movie that these you people don't. make. I'm sorry. I, a Street Fighter is not that. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I love Street Fighter and, and, and I love it, as you always say, Neri, unironically. I yeah. Poor, poor Raul Julia's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I don't feel bad for Raul Julia because the reason he made that movie was a beautiful reason. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with him being in that movie. Hmm. Um, I feel bad for Raul Julia because they just recasted Adam's family and uh, the the guy that they got to play Gomez. Well, it's not him. Uh, <laughs> is it Luis Guzman? Yes. I'm curious. But oh, Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones just got cast as... But it's um, not fucking Raul Julia. I, no, I, truthfully, I would have thought that he would be better as Uncle Fester. No. I kind of want to see him be... Or now that... Like, it's one of those or that I, they didn't... <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, until they said his name, I didn't realize it, and then now I kind of want to see it. But are you telling me Catherine Zeta-Jones is... Morti- yeah, is, uh, yeah no, that's, that's great. That's yeah, Morticia. That's, Morticia? That's solid. That's solid. Solid. That actually makes the Louis Guzman pick better because yeah, it's supposed to be way hotter than fucking Guzman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It checks out. And it does check out. You go, oh, that's a smoke show, and then okay, yeah, yes, good. good. Uh, <laughs> all right, so thank you guys yes. for checking us out. That's our mountain man. Make sure you check out the other podcast on the podcast uh, uh, on the Geek Bro Podcast Network, which include the aforementioned Shiver. That, by the way, I don't know if you heard, does not have Final Girls because somebody checked three separate times, and it is not on. Uh, is not it is not on uh, on Shiver, but it will be we one very thorough you. on Shiver. Uh, 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 so Shiver, a uh, horror movie podcast with uh, Dave and the Bonan and myself. Uh, I get to tag along on that one, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, also, the uh, What's Up Bro podcast, which records live every Wednesday on uh facebook and youtube and twitch make sure you check that out uh better let me tell you the uh a dose of ellie child like a best with mike valdez seasons a tv uh um a tv podcast is already up and running season one is already up and running we're gonna record uh start recording season two now if you don't know what seasons is we rewatch old shows or shows that have already uh, been uh, done and finished and every episode of the podcast we review one season of that show so the first uh, season of the podcast is uh, Parks and Rec so make sure you go check that out uh, and uh, and then Mike and Missy and I are going to do another podcast no we're not I'm busy and we're going to announce not that it's going to be awesome uh, remember one time when what? she was like "What? I owe you for introducing me to a Ninja 3 the Domination I'm I never in, said baby. that I'm I never in. said that. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> I'm I, I can't wait for it, man. I'm super pumped. Yes, so am I. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out at geekbro.net. <laughs> Go to geekbro.net. You guys have been great. Thank you very much. That's how lists are made. <laughs> <laughs>